Welcome to another episode of Empowering Time Markers, where we explore the world of holistic modalities that have been helping people achieve overall well-being. In today's episode, I met an amazing woman and we instantly connected. So I hope when you're listening to this, you feel the vibration and the love in this conversation, even though we just met. Have you ever wondered if there are alternative methods that can enhance your well-being and provide a more holistic approach to healing? Let's find out. Welcome to Empowering Time Markers, the podcast where we share inspiring stories, empower listeners with business tips, and create connections. I'm your host, Tia Bottom, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this journey of growth and empowerment. Our guest today is a mindset coach, a holistic guide, an author, a spiritualist, an entrepreneur, and a podcast host at Live She studies psychology, mindfulness, Reiki, and shamanism. After dealing with mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual pain, it led her to a corporate divorce and a personal journey of alternative medicine. Please welcome Lucy Bird Hope. It's so good here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So tell me your story. All right. As mentioned, I went through a period of my life where I was dealing with a lot of pain. I was not feeling good, and I was in a situation where I was leaving a company that I had started. So it was a really hard time, a corporate divorce. And what would happen was every day I would just wake up feeling so bad. I would have, the moment I woke up, I would have spiraling anxiety, depression, negative thoughts, intrusive thoughts. And then throughout the day, I would find different ways to feel better. I would read a book. I would talk to a therapist. I would share with a friend or family. And I would hear a different tip or technique that would get me doing a bit better. By the end of the day, I'd be doing okay. But then the next morning, I would wake up feeling awful again. And I was so frustrated with this pattern that I decided to circumvent it. And I started writing the things that I learned that helped me down on a piece of paper. And I kept that piece of paper right by my bed. And the moment my eyes fluttered open, I would grab it and read from it and replace all those automatic negative thoughts with these tips and tools that I knew had served me. And eventually that piece of paper became pages on pages and I self-bound it into a book for myself. And I had some friends and family notice I was doing better and feeling better. And they asked what spawned that. And I shared with them about this book I wrote. I was encouraged to publish it, and here we are. It came out. This is my baby, Daily Alignment. It came out in April, and basically it's a compilation of tools to balance your body, mind, and spirit, a bunch of different ways to feel good. And so it was really, really organic part of my life, and it was neat for me to see my pain become my purpose in that way. And then simultaneously, I had been as a result of that same pain motivating me, I started seeking like ways to feel better physically. I went to get a massage and the massage therapist offered to do Reiki. I never heard of Reiki, but they said based based on what I was going through, they'd recommend it. And was I open to it? And that was the beauty of what this pain was motivating me to do was just be open and be willing to receive anything that could help me because I was really so desperate. And this person performed Reiki on me, and I felt so much better afterwards that I decided to go get certified myself. 
Otherwise, I, I realized I'd have to pay this person to live with me or something and do Richie on me all the time. I thought, okay, let me figure out how to do it so I can be my own healer. And a couple of certifications in, my teacher said, what if you considered opening your own Reiki practice? And now I have the Lucid Lotus. I've been doing wellness like that for a couple of years and seeing clients individually as a holistic guide and promoting that physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health amongst others, which is great. And then the last piece of the puzzle that fell into place was that as a result of that pain, I was started working with a functional medicine practitioner because my mental, emotional pain manifested into physical pain and I had really bad gut issues. And so I was doing detoxification programs to feel better with the functional medicine practitioner. And that included for a period of time, I wasn't eating dairy, gluten, sugar, alcohol, or yeast. And I had a friend he came over and he said, Lucy, I know you're going through this hard time. I know you can barely eat anything. So I just made you something. It's almond milk. And I made it by hand and you can actually eat it. And I just wanted you to know that you're like supported. Someone's thinking of you in this hard time you're going through. And I, I took one sip and I looked at him and I said, you have to create a business out of this. And a couple months later, he approached me um, to join him in that venture. And that is holism. We've been doing that for about two years now. That's the podcast we have. And then we also create holistic beverages. So it's been really neat for me to look back on my journey. And there was so much purpose in my pain. It definitely helps me when I deal with painful situations now to think how they're going to serve me. That's quite a journey. Can you tell me how old were you and what was the first business? Yeah. So I started my first business about 10 years. Oh, goodness. <laughs> 15 years ago, I was pretty fresh out of college and it was a microchip company for pets. So the technology of fighting them when they're lost and getting them home. And I did that for about nine years. And it was in the ninth year that we ended up in the corporate divorce situation. And, and that was about four years ago now. Wow. So you've had quite an entrepreneurial journey. It was almost like you weren't following the right passion you were trying to find it and your body was telling you. Do you believe that maybe you weren't living in your purpose and do you feel more relaxed now with what you're doing? I love that question because I was just meditating on this literally last night. So that's so funny because I felt and I still feel very strongly guided to be a protector of animals. That's how I saw myself in that role of guardian of animals that um, I have like two dogs here with me now today. And I love animals that it's such an important part of my life are animals. I think what was happening at that time was that is a passion of mine. And I hope to pursue it more in my future in other ways. There's so many ways to be an animal advocate. And I do feel like that's part of my calling. What I feel like was happening in this situation was I was being given a chance to see how my patterns I had developed through my childhood and my life needed to be shed. Patterns of people pleasing, patterns of putting others first, patterns of accepting unacceptable behavior, patterns of not advocating for myself, not being strong in my self-worthiness enough to really take care of myself. And so this situation drew that out of me drew out of me the person I am now. And I do believe that all of this was destined, meaning I do believe I was meant to turn in a different direction and pursue these alternative healings because it has drawn out of me 
this holistic guide that I never, and this author, it, it drew all these things out of me. And I hope to, in my future, also be an animal advocate again in my own way. As you were talking about your journey, I was thinking about how could you and how does that translate to still working with animals? Have you tried Reiki on your dogs? Have you tried doing holistic foods for them? And maybe that could be a next book or like a section of that. Wow. I love that because that's what I was meditating on last night. I literally sat down and I journaled so many of these things because I hadn't thought about it in years. I hadn't I just had to mentally break from being an animal advocate. Yeah. But last night I was sitting there because it's solstice and the seasons are changing. And I thought if I could do anything new, just totally, you know, somehow it just fell in my lap. What would it be? And I thought, I think I'm ready to, to advocate for animals again. And I thought, well, what would it look like? And I was drawing up this kind of holistic animal center that I would create that would show people how to perform Reiki on their pets. That was one of the things I literally journaled. So that's so cool. And one of the other things I literally journaled was something else you said. I would show them how to cook for their pets because I started doing that for my pets about five months ago. So I would have cooking classes for pets. I'd have Reiki classes. I would show people how to, there's just so much wellness that can be achieved, just like with humans, looking at alternative medicine and just being open to that and preventative care and supplements, just different types of lifestyle changes, even positivity or recognizing how much animals really hear what we're saying and that they translate our vibrations. Maybe they don't know English, but they know what we're saying. So just being aware of what we're saying around them. So just all that sort of stuff, creating some sort of holistic community center for all pets too. I was thinking it could be more than a dog. So thank you for helping me continue to brainstorm on that. I, it feels like very good. <laughs> I think it's a fantastic idea. And I think you're one of the best people to do that, especially of like how you feel about animals. And just a side note, my dog was so connected to me when I was sick, would not leave my side. So I would love to give that back to my dog. Like I pet him and stuff, but I know that he's getting older and he's got some joint pain and I give him little vitamins. But if I could do Reiki, like there's definitely a market I would People love their animals. So like whatever we would do for our own, I think there is definitely an opportunity to help others do that. Definitely worth journaling more on and <laughs> exploring. Tell me about bonding with animals. Like where does that stem from? Wow. So I grew up just loving animals. My middle name is Bird and I feel like it all—it just drew me in since before I knew I would always practice flying around the house and jump. I thought I was the bird. <laughs> and so I would, and I was very lucky to grow up with a really big backyard and a, and, and a beautiful garden that my mother tended, which was really incredible. And I just would, I remember letting butterflies land on me and playing with wild bunnies and just really, I always wanted a dog and I wasn't allowed to have one. So the moment I entered college, I got my first dog. I had guinea pigs. I had a parrot. I just have loved that interaction, that unconditional love. I feel like animals show us how to love. I've heard this from a teacher and it really resonated with me that they have shorter lives than us because we come here and we have to figure out like how to love and how to do all this stuff. And they come 
as these examples, these shining examples of pure positive energy and unconditional love to show us how we can live if, if we choose to. I think oh it's a goodness. neat message. That's so cool. That's such a great quote. And thank you for sharing that. And I can just totally picture you in a garden and like just pretending to fly around. Have you ever gone zip lining? Oh, yes. I love doing that. Yes. And those like adventure <laughs> courses where you get up in the woods. Yes. yes. I definitely resonate with fairy energy. So I love to do those things. <laughs> oh I just pictured you having like acreage and just the most beautiful land with like buildings to help facilitate all your dreams and just like an oasis. How amazing is that? I can't yeah. wait to see like what you create and do with your life. That's amazing because you're still pretty young. Like you have tons to do in life. And the fact that you got these messages and had this journey so young already, you were meant for so much. So I'm so glad you are brave enough to share yourself and come out and just try. That's amazing. Really appreciate that. You're warming my heart. Thank you. So much. Wait, I was going to ask you, tell me what's next. I almost <laughs> feel, but do you have any other things coming? I will tell you what is a current reality as far as what's next. How about that? <laughs> so I am really, tell me what's going on. <laughs> I'm really excited because I have launched a series of group classes. This basically compiles everything that is me into a series of classes, everything that that has come out of my work. So anyone who takes my class gets a copy of my book and that's what we go through. It's taking it down in like weekly in each section and learning the parts and learning the techniques and incorporating them in your daily life. And it's included with the Reiki session and just like lots of one-on-one -on -one time where you're really learning those mind, body, spirit techniques, those habits. And so they can become part of your daily habits. I'm really excited about it. It's a new way to just, yeah, get people feeling better. And I'm excited about it. That's awesome. Can you tell me more about Lucid Lotus? What do you offer and is there products and where do we find you? Yeah. So Lucid Lotus is essentially my wellness company. So I see uh, clients one-on-one -on -one and promote that physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And basically what that looks like is you can sign up to work with me on my website and it'll be a wellness session and we'll connect. I do them distant usually, which is really cool. I can work with people anywhere. So we'll connect over Zoom and talk about like expectations and just share what is going on. That person will share with me and I will use what they share with me and incorporate it in guided meditations. Once they've shared what they're going through, they'll get in a really relaxed place and I will guide them in sensory exercises and breathing exercises and a body scan to get them really relaxed. And then I'll do an emotional release guided meditation based on what they're going through that helps them with self-forgiveness and releasing cords of other people, places, and things in the past and the future, and just embracing their own energy and being empowered in, in their own energy again. And then I will proceed with doing Reiki for a couple of hours. And so Reiki is a really beautiful Japanese healing art that essentially is its own spiritually conscious life force. So Reiki itself, 
I am channeling as a Reiki practitioner, I've been attuned to those vibrational frequencies, and then I'm channeling them to you. And then the Reiki is going in itself and healing those physical, mental, emotional, releasing those lower vibrations and bringing in higher vibrations. And then I'll incorporate some shamanic techniques like breathing and just different things that might call to me. And then we'll close with some sound therapy and then just talk about what we each experienced. So yeah, that's the, the lucid lotus experience. was <laughs> really I love a good body scan. That's what really got me into mindful meditation. Was mm-hmm. that was the first one that actually connected with me personally. So I love that you have so many like modalities that you use to help people. That's amazing. That you're pretty special. It's just so cool to be able to combine so many different tools and just empower one on the other. It's fun. I enjoy it. Do you have anything on the horizon that you want to learn more about? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm always taking classes. I can't get enough learning. I have – I'm always taking the the next level Reiki. I believe my next one that I would like to take is Angel Reiki. I do call in angels now and work with angels. There's just also an official class. So I figure, why not? And then my third level shamanic mastery, I've done level one and level two. Level three is exciting and I'm really looking forward to completing that. And then I'm like, I could just go just, so just, yeah, kind of anything that like quantum healing, I'm looking into Christ consciousness, the sky's the limit. If there's a class, you're going to find it, right? So you're in North Carolina in the Raleigh area and your website's up. Is that where they can find your book? And can you tell me a little more about your book and who's it? Who's yeah. yeah, good question. So really anyone dealing with overwhelm, overwhelm, I feel is what leads to stress, anxiety, anxiety really simplified is thinking about the future. Depression really simplified is thinking about the past. So what what my book Daily Alignment is doing is teaching you how to be in the now, how to be in the present, how to, from a body standpoint, tap into your parasympathetic nervous system. That's that calm, restful state, the opposite of kind of that fight or flight triggered state. So the body part is getting you into a calmer body. So anyone who's called to feel calmer in that way, the mind part is talking to you about like showing you how to harness the power of your thoughts. The world that we live is the world that we perceive and our thoughts are the foundation of that perception. So our thoughts are really powerful. So when we can start to guide our thoughts and harness their power, it's really helpful. And then I tap a lot into self-care, that self-compassion, that self-love, that focusing on yourself, prioritizing yourself. And then I have a section of essentially life skills. So those big picture concepts that can help you navigate life. And then there's spiritual concepts like focusing on today and just being a blank page and kind of letting go of your old identity and stepping into the new. And then there's a series of activities you can do in times of crises or when you're triggered. Some really cool stuff. So overall, whatever person is called to those things, right? So that can be anyone who wants to get into a better place, who wants to feel better, or anyone who just wants to maintain feeling good or embrace some new good habits. It really is teaching you different habits to stay aligned with your best self. That's awesome. I was picturing people like that are going through trauma, that are dealing with stress in their lives, that are 
trying to overcome addiction, dealing with PTSD, anxiety, depression, and or a mom at home with some babies. Like, like it is literally for anyone because we all go through hard times. And I think this is an amazing bedside table book that would be an amazing like handbook to have by your side, like to comfort you when you need it and get you ready for the day or get you ready to sleep. I'm so glad that you made this book and shared it because it was ultimately just for you. And you were like, you know what? This has helped me so much. Let me share it with others. So thank you so much for doing that. It's amazing. Your words mean so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome. So you can order it on Amazon, Daily Alignment by Lucy Bird Hope. Or you can go to my website and get it there, which is lucybirdhope.com. And it's bird with a Y. So either of those places can get you there. Is there a quick affirmation in the book that you could just tell us? One? Ooh, sure. Let's see. So one of my favorite things to do is to just randomly open it and see what talks. Because everything is, see how you, it's like kind of just like a page, each concept. Oh, yeah. Really cool. So what did we open up to? Okay. You are continually given the option in thought, word, or deed. To choose love or hate of yourself or others. Choose love. And the quote from Rumi, let's not plant any seed other than seed of compassion and love. That's beautiful. (laughs) I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Tell me about your freebie. Yes. So I have a 20-minute alignment experience. Basically, it is walking me through a lot of those things I mentioned I do in Lucid Lotus sessions. I'll walk you through some breathing techniques, some box breathing, get you into that parasympathetic nervous system. I'll tap you into your senses and get you into a somatic experience, which is very grounding. And then we'll do a guided body scan. And I talk lightly about the science behind each of those things as well to help you further integrate it. And it's paired to some really beautiful music and a lovely animated video if you're more of a visual person. Awesome. And where do they get that? Yeah. So if you go to my website, it's a free, it'll pop up right there and you just put in your email and you get it for free. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Tell me about the podcast and what you do, what you talk about. And huge announcement. You just posted it on YouTube. We just added a bunch of stuff up there for our YouTube channel. So yeah, check us out there. We basically, it's neat. The podcast arose pretty organically too. My business partner who I mentioned earlier was the one that originally made the almond milk and brought it to me. His name is Ryan. And we started this company, as I mentioned, in that time when I was going through a lot of pain. So we're really good friends. And when we would get together, we would talk a lot about what we had been going through. Like some days I wasn't feeling up to doing business work because I was so depressed or having a panic attack or whatever. And he would just sit with me and we would talk about how we were feeling. And we love to talk so much and we would do this for hours. And he had the idea of shaping a sort of podcast out of it. And so what the podcast became is the Live Holism podcast. And we talk each week about what we've been up to to stay whole physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So it's generally what we are facing and what we've come up with to deal with it as put into those different categories. And then we'll have a topic each week too, which is generally what we're like, 
working on and want the other person's advice with. In the physical, mental, emotional part, we'll bring concepts that we have created ourselves and we've got down and we want to share. I love creating new breathing techniques that I'll share or a new mind game that I've come up with. And Ryan shares about his very athletic, so maybe how some new athletic mindset is helping him or a new way of going to the gym is helping him. And then in the topic, we'll say, hey, this is what I can't quite figure out on my own. Can you? And we'll talk it out on air. And we laugh a lot. We like to kind of find humor in the darkness. We feel that is a helpful tool. <laughs> it really is. I love some good humor. And you are pretty funny. We've been laughing nonstop. I know we probably sound pretty serious right now, but like we have been having the best time ever together. Yeah. So I had tuned in to your latest episode and that's how I found out it was on YouTube. So I switched over to YouTube and you did the serenity prayer to start. And I wondered, do either of you have a history of addiction? Is that how that came about or is it just one of your favorites? Yeah, so neither one of us have a history of addiction. We just love the serenity prayer and the beauty that it can bring in any circumstance, really. And so we just had the idea to like kind of as an intention, like, you know, how you and I kind of set an intention before we joined today. We wanted to do that. And that was what came up as the intention. So we start and close each podcast with that as a way of aligning at the beginning and the end and bringing in that intention of serenity. Yeah. It's Very cool. cool. I felt connected because that was my mom has since passed on 2018 and she was an alcoholic and that was her favorite prayer. And I remember going to AA with her and Al-Anon and all of the things. And um, I read that by her graveside as a tribute to her because it, it really is a very calming and great prayer, really. It is. It is. And I have experience in Al-Anon as well. So I have seen it. I do. I do enjoy its presence there. Yeah. Great program. So do you have any tips for entrepreneurs that you'd like to share? Yes. Okay. So I'd say some of my favorites are the biggest one that I've learned over my years as an entrepreneur is to build a firm foundation. Take that time to create that strong, strong foundation that you can then build anything on because that shaky foundation will come back and get you. So that's taking the time to really feel into what you're trying to create, why you're trying to create it, what your mission is, what your purpose is, what your direction is, what your goal is, what you want to create, what you want to do, and then getting those key areas in place, like whatever that means for that specific industry, whatever the research is, whatever the team building is, whatever the bringing in funds or just figuring even out how much funds you need. But basically just like taking that moment to, it's almost like they say, ready, aim, fire. It's like the ready, aim. Don't just do ready, fire. It, or at least that's what I found in my experience. You can it's just usually then you have to go back and do the aim later anyway. So it's like a ready aim, build that strong foundation and then execute. And that has been really helpful for me to learn. I've implemented that in my more recent companies. It's been very helpful. And then I'd say another one of my favorites has been to, that I just learned myself, has been to build in phases. 
So you can take your dreams. Sometimes they feel so big. You have, for me, I would have these giant dreams and all these things I want to do. And then I found a lot of solace from shaping that into phases. So maybe like the creation phase and then the production phase, and then you go to selling phase or it's just going to depend on what you're actually doing, but creating it, separating it into, and of course they can shift in time. You can change them. It doesn't have to be perfect, but making it more manageable. So it's like in three phases or five phases or 10 phases, whatever feels comfortable to you so that you can attack certain things at a time and not just be so overwhelmed thinking that everything's on your plate. I love working in phases, makes things much more manageable. And then the last thing that I have found to be really helpful as, as and a huge priority as an entrepreneur is nurturing relationships. So nurturing my relationship with myself, taking that self-care. If I'm not taking care of myself, I can't take care of anyone else. And I definitely can't take care of a business. Nurturing that relationship with something bigger than me that can help me in my business, whatever that higher power is. I personally have resonated with that. Nurturing that relationship you have with your business partners, the respect being respectful, being compassionate, speaking in kindness and in clarity as opposed to in aggression or in silence, just creating that environment where you guys are a team. And then nurturing your relationship with your employees. They are so important. They are a part of you. There's so much respect that needs to be in those relationships as well in team building. Nurturing your relationships with clients and caring, seeing from their eyes and taking care of them and listening to them and hearing them. Nurturing your relationship with anyone who invests in your company, investors, or I could go on and on, but you get the idea. It's important to nurture your relationships as you go. That's really like the juice that turns the wheels. These were fantastic. And I love that you used examples and went right into it. You're a natural teacher. So those three were building a foundation, building phases, and nurture relationships. All great tips. They're fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing those. For sure. So we're going to shift gears. Are you ready to play a game? Oh, I'm ready. Yes, always ready to play. <laughs> okay. So you picked rapid fire questions. Why well, better be that? We're about to find out. Okay. Ready. Okay. So what was your first job? My first job was a cocktail waitress. Oh, I loved where? it. I, I went to University of Texas, Hookham, and I worked on 6th Street, which is like the coolest spot. And I love being a cocktail waitress. I had so much fun. But- what has been your favorite fashion trend ever? Ooh, the 90s. I love fashion and I love the 90s. I love scrunchies. I love like the oversized sweater. I've got one on right now. <laughs> I love the colors. I love the 90s. Awesome. Me too. That's, I was a teenager then. So like I like everything you're saying, I'm like, I had the little barrettes with the butterflies. Okay. What is your biggest pet peeve? Sorry, women saying sorry. Yeah. And, and me, the way I, one movie helped me eradicate it from myself. And it was, oh my God, it's with Blake Lively. And oh my God, it's a mystery. I'll have to think it. I'll have to get a bit for you. But in there, what she says is one of the women's is, women is saying sorry all the time. And Blake Lively turns to her and goes, don't ever say sorry. It's a fucked up female habit. And ever since then, I've been like, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> Obviously, when you have something to really apologize for, say you're sorry. 
but right. not in the Oprah apologizing for existing way yes. that I feel like some of us have been like forced to adapt. No yeah. more. <laughs> I will say some of the women in my life know that's a big puppy for me too, because I will always stop saying sorry. I'll never forget someone first telling me to, they noticed I was doing this, this before. And someone said, Lucy, stop saying you're sorry. And I go, sorry. And we looked at each other and it was like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. So tell me one thing you want to do this year. Ooh, I want to go skydiving again. I've been once and I want to go. Tell me what are three things on your bucket list? Okay, well, now to have an animal, holistic animal center, right? I want to, I just had this dream last night when I was writing these dreams down. I want to open a bookstore and have it be, I have all these quirky ideas behind it where there's only one of each book and just like all these just goofy ideas. And then, okay, what would the third one be? I am ready to live at the beach. So I am manifesting that and receiving that right now. (laughs) Which beach is your favorite? Side note. Just want to know. Outer Bank, Cape Hatteras, the lighthouse. Awesome. How many siblings do you have if you have any? Three or two. I'm the third. (laughs) (laughs) We're older in the arrangement. You're the youngest. You're the baby. (laughs) And what's your favorite candy or snack? Fish. Really? I love them. <laughs> and what is your zodiac sign? Sagittarius. Really? Awesome. Oh, yeah. And then okay. my rising ascendant are Libra and ca- and Cancer. Nice. Yep. Nice. What's your moon? So Libra is my moon and Cancer is my rising. Okay. It's an app. Side note, not a plug. <laughs> There's an app called The Pattern, and it's super cool. Do you know about it? It's the most. I believe I have experienced it is the most accurate and it is so helpful. It helps you identify the patterns that are going on in your life based on astrology. And by identifying them, you can like have a better grip on them. It's really helpful. I love it. I love that app. Not a sponsor. (laughs) I just love it. Like I just felt like you and I have this strange connection of so many things in common. So I was like, She's going to love this. And I was right. (laughs) Tell me your favorite thing about yourself. Oh, oh, kindness. I just, I am like truly like kumbaya inside. I just want everyone to be happy and peaceful. And I, and I love that about myself. I'm a very optimistic glass is always half full. Yeah. Well, you exude that. So you do come across as that. That's all I picture. Especially as a little girl flying through your yard, like for sure. Tell me the best piece of advice you've ever gotten. Ooh, to let go. I've framed it now as being called the pivot and blend, but basically when to stop beating on that door that's not opening and to turn in a different direction and walk through the giant window that's like literally wide open and calling you. It is a skill to recognize when to turn away from that door. Because sometimes you knock on that door and then it opens, right? But there's a balance of knocking and it doesn't open and then knowing when to stop running your head into a brick wall, basically. (laughs) I learned that one the hard way. Yeah. I think we've all. Yeah. Pivot and blending is what I try to incorporate now. It's basically so you recognize there's something you don't want or don't like or isn't working for you in your current situation and you pivot away. 
you turn in any other direction than the one you're in, you take a breath and reintegrate yourself going in this new direction where anything is possible. Oh, so good. That is really good. Thank you for sharing that and giving it to everybody else too. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you for playing that game with me. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you want our listeners to know? I'd say just get the powers within you, that well-being is natural and abundance and love. They're all flowing towards us. It's just about aligning ourselves with that energy, bringing in the pause, the habits that nurture that and just receiving that flow of well-being. Yes. Open to receive. Yes. I love that. So first, I just want to thank you so much for being here. I just adore you so much. I can't believe we live so close to one another. We'll have to get coffee. I don't drink coffee, but we'll have to get a date of some sort in the morning or afternoon. That's a drive. But anyway, we're close. I am a rambler. I'm sorry. Sign me up. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Anyway, thank you so much for sharing your energy and, oh my gosh, all the amazing things that you have going on from your book, from the things that you do with Reiki. And you're just amazing. And I can't imagine how many people that you help. And I cannot wait to see what you do with animals next. And I sign me up. I am right there with you. And if you need anything ever, you let me know. Like you're a sweet soul and a sweet spirit. So thank you for sharing yourself with me today. Thank you so much for those kind words. It's been so much fun. It's been such a pleasure. I really appreciate you having me. It's been so fun to co-create. Awesome. So I have two final questions for you. The first one is a two-parter, and it's tell me what legacy means to you and what role does it play in your life? I would say legacy is the impact and the ripple effect that my work and my message has on its distance is what a legacy is, right? And I like that you asked what it means to me because I don't want to have my own kids. I love children. I don't want my own kids. And so I had a spiritual teacher who opened my eyes up to something really neat, which is that my I and everyone has a legacy and it does not need to be by blood. Everyone that I reach or uplift or affect in any way carries on that energy and that ripple effect throughout life, throughout timelines, forever. And that can come, that can be left in so many ways. So I, yeah, I just think it's a beautiful, I appreciate my eyes being open up to that type of legacy that we can all leave from our creations, whatever they may be. That is beautiful. And I 100% agree with you. So last question, how are you marking this time in your life? Can I ask for clarity around that question? So what are you doing right now that marks that you were alive, that you were living your life and that you're here? Like my footprint? Yeah. I am raising my vibrations and thereby raising the vibrations of the collective consciousness. And that's badass. It is badass. We're all doing, you know, we all are doing that. So I love that me and you match our vibes because that means like I'm doing something right. <laughs> well, same. We're raising vibrations right now. <laughs> awesome. So thank you again. And I just love you already. So thank you so much for being here. Love you too. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's so much fun.
As we conclude this episode, we hope that you have gained valuable insights into the world of holistic modalities and their potential to improve your overall well-being. While they may not replace conventional medicine, they can certainly complement it and provide a more holistic approach to healing. So why not explore these alternative methods and see how they can positively impact your life? Remember, when it comes to your well-being, it's always worth considering all the options available to us. Stay curious, stay open-minded, and embrace the power of holistic modalities in your journey towards a healthier and happier life. Be sure to check out lucybirdhope.com for her free meditation and order her book for Christmas. This would be a great gift for yourself or others, especially with the new year coming. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Empowering Time Markers. We hope you found inspiration, gained valuable insights, and connected with our incredible guests. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and helps us continue to bring you empowering content. And remember, the journey doesn't end here. Stay connected with us on social media, where we'll be sharing additional resources, behind-the-scenes content, and updates on upcoming episodes. Thank you for joining us on this empowering journey. Together, let's continue to make our mark on the world one moment at a time. Until then, keep empowering yourself and others. This is Tia Bottom, signing off from Empowering Time Markers.